Hey y'all, this is Joe Patrick, Dirty South Soccer, here with the first Atlanta United 2 update podcast. Yeah, I know, it's not a it's not an interesting name, but we tried Proving Ground Podcast and it became too much of a tongue twister for me. Also, you gotta think about SEO in, in these cases. Anyway, um, the reason we wanted to do this, pro- this podcast, or I, I, the reason I wanted to bring this podcast to you guys is just because I feel like it's a more casual way for some of you know some of you guys to stay up to date with what's going on with the team even myself i've i find myself getting lost in what's going on with atlanta united too when i'm in the middle of the season and there's games being played in mls and obviously there's lots of stuff to manage on the website all that stuff i can't even keep up with a lot of the written content that's out there so why what 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 better way to catch up with Atlanta United 2 than to do a podcast for you guys brought to you by Dirty South Soccer. So uh, I'm I'm happy to get on with this. They're going to be a little bit shorter probably than what you're accustomed to, potentially with, with some opportunities to go longer. My main goal here is to just kind of give you guys the nuts and bolts of what's going on with the team as quickly as possible. And then maybe we can get some interviews. I hope to get Stephen Glass on at some point on the show potentially some of the players as well to do some sit down interview type stuff. Uh, It should be an interesting season because there's been a lot of turnover with the team. And I think that a lot of you guys just want to know the stories of some of these players. And I think that that would help you guys connect to what's going on with Atlanta United too, in general. So hopefully it it turns out well and we'll see how it goes, but uh, it's time to start to get right into what's been going on with the team. The schedule has been announced and it's, it's, a pretty interesting schedule. It's not nearly as even across the board in terms of the home games and away games as you would expect in, say, you know, MLS or something like that. Atlanta United 2 plays eight of their first 11 games at home. So eight of the first 11, I uh, that's nice because you're kind of beating a lot of the brutal summer weather later in the season. Those games, those 11 games start March 8th is the first game, and then I think that stretch concludes on May 30th. So everything before June, you've got eight games to go to. They open the season against Charleston Battery, a team that Atlanta United knows very well. Then they've got Louisville City coming up after that, a perennial powerhouse in USL. So it's going to be an an interesting opening to the season. And it'll be interesting to see how the team performs because the last couple years... The team has not really come out of the gates very hot, and I think that that's probably typical for a team like Atlanta United, too. It's going to be a struggle for them again this year because they're turning over so many members of the squad, and this team seems to really start to get things going around the the three-quarter mark of the season. I th- the last couple years, they've finished the season hot, but it'll be interesting to see how they perform in those home games. But And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I love going up to Fifth Third Bank Stadium and watching a game. I've heard from some of the players that it's not the best surface to actually play on. When I go there, I notice that there's a bit of slippage that happens. But in terms of the facilities, I'm, I, I, I know that the distance is not... I'm not saying that everybody has to go up there. If you live in the city of Atlanta... I don't expect you you to be going up to Fifth Third Bank Stadium for every game or whatnot, but it is a good time to get out there. Just watch some soccer. It's pretty casual. You know, the, the games are always a little bit more, there's a bigger crowds right at the beginning of the season, and then it kind of wears off. But even when it's a small crowd, honestly, I almost find that better. It, it's just, it's so intimate when you go there. That's the best word I can describe it. You get, you can be so close to the field, the players will come up and, sign autographs for your kids or for you if you would like an autograph uh, after the game or just to shake your hand and you can actually meet these guys, you know, kind of after games. It's a good time. So I would encourage everybody to get out there. And the the beginning of the season is when you want to do that because they will be playing a lot of games. 
but speaking of the team, let's get right into some of the signings. The first one that the team announced, the first big one, was uh, Daniel Steedman. Uh, he's a versatile attacking player who has a, who's had a great college career, according to Stephen Glass. Um, he comes from Glasgow, Scotland. That's his nationality, although he is an American as well. And he went to, to uh, University of Virginia. He's only 19, so still a young guy. Uh, midfielder. Well, I don't really know much about him. I'm just kind of kind of going off of what the team is providing us here. But um, scored in the College Cup final in 2019. So some, some potential for this guy to grow. So it'll be interesting to watch him play. The next player that will play for Atlanta United 2 is Philip Goodrum. He was the number 75 pick in the 2020 MLS Super Draft that happened here recently. Comes out of the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, where he scored 32 goals across four seasons. And, you know, I I imagine some of those came a little bit later in his career, so he kind of racked up a little bit more. Um, Let's see, 32 goals and 15 assists and 76 career appearances. That's that's pretty good production. He was a uh, uh, first-team All-Colonial Athletic Association his junior and senior seasons. So, again, uh, promising-looking college player. We'll see how he does. He comes from Nashville, Tennessee, so not far away. Philip Goodrum, keep that name in mind. He is a forward for Atlanta United 2. Next up on the team is Babakar Njai. I hope I'm saying that right. No, it is Babakar, Babukar Jai. No N, although there is an N, in, in this, which is the first letter of his last name, but it's just Jai. Um, he's a defensive midfielder, big guy, 6'1", comes from the Gambia originally, and but kind of hails from Washington, D.C. He went to North Carolina Wesleyan and... Steven Glass, here's the quote on him. He says, Bo- uh, Babukar is a well-rounded midfielder that suits our style of play. He's sound defensively and has the ability to get forward and score goals, as his record in college shows. Babukar pressed us at our showcase, and we're pleased to add him to our group. And Jai, 24, played three seasons at North Carolina Wesleyan College from 2016 to 2019. In 2018, he played for North Carolina FC's under-23 team in the PDL which is now the USL League 2, uh, before he returned to Westland for his junior season in uh, 2019. He made 57 appearances across three starts. Um, I'm sorry, 57 appearances across three years with uh, with with the, his school tallying 34 goals and 19 assists. In 2019, he was... Is that serious? Is that 34 goals? And I'm just kind of reading this. Wow, that is a goal-scoring record, I suppose. That is That can't be right. I say it can't be right, but it probably is right. I mean, this is college after all, and kind of lower level college, so you never know what the scores of these goals are. Maybe he had like a uh, Erling Holland and scored like nine goals in a game, like he, <laughs> like Erling Holland did in the in the U twenty World Cup one time. Uh, anyway, he was named the USA South Player of the Year, first team All Conference, and selected as a D three first team All American after scoring fifteen goals and adding seven assists uh, to lead Wesland to the East Division title with a twelve and one conference record. So. Looks like a pretty promising player. Obviously had a very productive year, uh, some productive years in college. So it'll be interesting to see what he can provide. And the last name we're going to go through today is one that was just announced today. I'm recording this on uh, January 22nd, Wednesday. Madhu Jadama, who is actually hails from Alpharetta. Uh, he has, and he's an experienced guy. He's uh, 6'1", 25 years old, played for the Portland Timbers and, and Timbers 2. That's where he came from. Has 73 USL appearances. The quote from Stephen Glass is, Mo will bring leadership and experience to our group. He has MLS experience and also played for Timbers 2 and understands the demands of playing for our club. So, again... Pretty good signing, good veteran leadership. The team did kind of didn't. They had a bit of a void of this kind of player after uh, Tyler Ruthven retired, 
and they've they've lost some other experienced guys. So good to get uh, somebody in who can kind of be a leader on this group, even though he's only 25, still relatively young. Can that? I mean, that's pretty old for for Atlanta United too, because you're going to see lots of academy players. Obviously, we all know the story. Lots of college players and stuff like that. So, um, and it's cool that he's from from town. So, and then actually, that's where I'm from. I I hail from Alpharetta. If you didn't know, Alpharetta dad is modeled in my mind after my dad. So, um, anyway, welcome to Atlanta United Two, Madhu Jadama. I lied. We have a couple more to go through. So I actually, I'm, I'm just looking at my emails from Atlanta United 2, and I see some from last year that we haven't even covered. So let's get into Jack Gurr. He's from Newcastle, 24 years old, went to Georgia Quinnette College, and he's a forward. Only 5'8", so a little guy. Um, Stephen Glass's quote is, Jack is a determined young player, and we expect him to help push our club further in 2020. His work rate, quality on the ball, and character stood out to us, and we were pleased to add him to our group. So again, at 24 years old, he's a guy who will be kind of a veteran on this team. And he will be somebody who really pushes on some of the younger players, doesn't make anything easy for them. And that's what you're really looking for out of these guys. You're looking for competition. You don't want to just throw in youngsters just because they're young and just assume that throwing them out on a field is going to give them playing time. The way young players get better is by earning it, by beating out older or more experienced players, and then by doing so, you hope that they then they are have the competitive the kind of competitiveness and the quality that they need to actually get results on the field. Because if you just throw out a bunch of young kids and they go out there and get slaughtered all the time on the field, they're not going to grow in confidence and they're probably not going to grow in their ability as well. So it's good to have guys like Jack Gurr uh, on the team. That's G-U-R-R if you can't uh, understand the way I'm pronouncing it. And uh, good to see him from Newcastle. So I'm interested to actually talk to him and hear his voice anyway. And the last player which was actually the first player that the team signed in the offseason, is Amadou Maki Diop. He is, uh, well, let's go through the quote from Stephen Glass. He said, we're proud to welcome Amadou as our first signee, signing of the offseason. He is a player that we have been tracking, and myself and the staff are excited to work with him as he takes the next step in the professional game. He comes from Radford University. He's 24 now. He assembled a decorated collegiate campaign in short order in 2018. Diop was the Big South Freshman of the Year and named to the All-Big South first team after scoring nine goals in 11 matches while adding five assists. He ranked first in points and was second in the conference in goals and shots. Diop was limited to two matches in his 2019 sophomore season, but managed to net four goals in two games. The 6-3 forward scored a hat trick and a 4-3 win over the University of North Carolina Greensboro, which was the first hat trick for any Highlander since October 2017. Neato. Um, 6-3, so big guy. 24 years old. Again, we talk about those veterans. He's another one. He's not going to make it easy for any of the academy kids coming up. So, uh, interesting and signing and hope. Uh, he's a, by the way, he's from Senegal originally. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the team alongside Jack Gurr up top. So, this is going to be a pretty short episode. There's not a ton of news coming out yet, but I'm expecting there will be many more signings to go. I, we should go over, actually, who is still on the roster. Of course, you have all the you know, any academy players eligible to come up, and there are not that many players on the roster as it stands. I mean, we went through several of the signings, but there were only three players under contract with Atlanta United 2 coming into the season. Those players were Amir Bashti, who was drafted last year alongside Anderson Asiedu. Bashti actually left the club and then came back later. I'm not sure exactly what the deal was there. I'll be interested. I'll see if I can 
find out what happened there. Uh, I think he went back to play with a team from uh, a USL team from back where around the area where he went to school. He was a Stanford grad, so he may have been playing for a team in the Bay Area somewhere and I guess wanted to come back to Atlanta United too. Um, so good to have him back, and he really excelled toward the end of last season. And then the team uh, exercised options on both Jackson Conway and Lawrence Wyke, and those are two def- definitely two of the more promising younger players in the system. Out of contract after last season was Kevin Barajas, Alessandro Castro, Paul Christensen, who actually has an appearance in uh, in MLS for Atlanta United, uh, Lauren Kissy Lauren Kissiadu and Jack Metcalf. Kissiadu surprised me. I thought he would have a longer stay with Atlanta United too. Maybe it was his own personal decision. He wanted to leave for a better opportunity elsewhere. He showed some flashes. I think his. His most promising moment was in that showcase scrimmage or whatever uh, where fans could go and pick up the kid. I think it was ahead of the 2018 season. He nutmegged somebody that was really good on the team. So um, anyway, sad to see him go. And then we had there were loans ended for uh, Guillermo Benitez, Bienvenue Kanakamana. Uh, there we go. And uh, Wesley Decas. Decas. Uh, Wesley Decas just signed with uh, Matagua, FC Matagua, who Atlanta United will play in the CONCACAF Champions League. So it'd be interesting to see if he starts for them in that game. Uh, Guillermo Benitez was a guy I was really high on. Uh, he seemed good, but, you know, who knows? He, he was only on loan. So it's not maybe Atlanta United, too, would have liked to keep him. And, you know, the parent, his parent club, who I don't even know off the top of my head, uh, didn't want to let him go. And then also... Uh, Kanakamana was on fire when I, whenever I saw him, he seemed to just be lighting up the place. Extremely, extremely fast player, and I would venture to guess that the club would like to get him back on loan again if they can, or sign him to a permanent deal. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with some of these guys. But right now, they are not with the team. It was just Bashti, Conway, and Wyke, and then in addition to all the guys we kind of went over in this episode. So that's going to be it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will continue to bring you more coverage, or I will. I'll probably I'll just be running this podcast, and it'll be pretty nuts and bolts. So hopefully we can get some interviews done, though, before the season, especially one with Glass. I would like to sit down with Stephen Glass and just kind of get pick his brain, talk about, talk about the season, talk about some of the players. But I'm sure they'll want to sign some more of these guys up before we can really discuss in detail what his plans for the team are and, you know, some of the players that he'll have under his wing and see who can, who he's got high hopes for and who will grow. So it's going to be an interesting season. I hope it is. And uh, we will talk to you guys on the next episode. I don't know exactly when it's going to be. These things are just going to kind of be whenever I can get some time to, uh, to get this done. And considering this team is still kind of in the process of building out the squad, I'll probably wait until they get several more signings in before we do another episode. So anyway, until then, we will talk to you guys later.